This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Here we go. Hour two of the Gulf Coast Trust Tiger Tailgating Show right here on WWL. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. We'll hand it off to the LSU Sports Radio Network in one hour and get you set for LSU and Texas A&M, the season finale for the LSU Fighting Tigers Herb, I'm sure you heard there in the, in the sportscast with Tim Zimmer that uh, Austin Deculus has played in more games than any other in Tiger football history. And he's going uh, out tonight in his final game, uh, but just goes to show you how tough Austin Deculus is to be able to, be able to uh, accomplish that feat. That's uh, very unique. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 something that's just. It's unthinkable, man. You know, I mean, it's it's his durability is crazy, but he's also been injured a little bit. But he's always finds his way back onto the onto the field, and um, you know, hats off to him, man. He's uh, he's been a tiger through and through. Um, he's been um, nothing short of amazing as a tiger, um, and how he represents the school, how he represents the team, and, and his and his teammates, um, himself and his family, man. He's awesome. I, I I love him to death. I hope he has a, a a long and prosperous career in the NFL. Hope he gets a shot. Herb, another thing, this is the final game for Coach O, and you know you take stock of his tenure uh, as the Tigers head coach, and it's an impressive one when you consider the national championship season, right? And while he didn't beat Alabama, but one time, he owned Florida, owns them, beat him as the interim guy. Beat him in a national championship season, beat him in the COVID season, beat him this year. That's four wins against Florida. Yeah, and and look, and Florida was, you know, at, at one point we couldn't we couldn't even stay on the field with Florida. But I mean, they and look, that goes to show you why Dan Mullen is no longer there. <laughs> um, and 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 I think Florida gets some really they have some really great talent as well. It's just something about that Florida LSU rivalry or. I guess the intertwinedness of the two that's just really unique, and it and it and it's interesting to think about, um, you know, how it all started. You know, like back in the day when Steve Spurrier was he wanted to be an LSU coach, but they kind of shunned him, and then he just wanted to just really just stick it to LSU every time he played us, um, and and then you know and then you get in the the Les Miles era when he was playing against them and the great games that, 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 that happened with those guys. And, and then, you know, now coach O just owned them the whole time. It's, it's weird. It's one of those weird things, but the talent level has never dropped off of Florida. It's just been for whatever reason, they just couldn't, you know, coach O just had that number. 
He did indeed. He did indeed. Man, those are some thrilling wins in his tenure. So let's sum up. Uh, let's sum up. Listen to me. Let's sum up his um, his legacy. What will it be, Herb? Do you think? You know, you, first of all, you, you say he's a. You got to start off with his enthusiasm. He, he's an ambassador. He just embodies Louisiana through and through, right? He embodies yep. the person who you want to lead the Tigers. So you got to give him that. You got to, you got to, you know, you start, in my opinion, you start off with that. It, is there one guy that when you look at and you hear him talk and you think of Louisiana LSU football, <laughs> it's Coach O. And, um, sure. and that's an awesome feat, man. That's something that's really great. You know, he's the face of, he was the face and the voice of LSU um, for quite some time, his tenure here. Um, so that's where I would start. You know, when you get to his, he's one of the better recruits, recruiting, you know, guys out there, coaches that can just pull in pretty much anybody he wanted to for the most part. Um, he has this charisma about him that's really great. Um, when he walks into a, a, a young man's home and speaks with his family and, and how he presents himself is awesome. Um, he really, he really gave back to the older or, or the previous LSU alumni, and I think that was something that was missing with during the Les Miles era. Um, and and he, that meant yeah, he a lot to, to the, he embraced you guys. Yeah, he definitely he did, and that meant a lot to 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 us former players. I'm gonna tell you, it, it meant a lot, and that to, to me that was one of the best things he's done since he's been there. Now, then you go to you know what he's done on the field. You know he he pulled together a, the one of you cannot deny this one of the greatest if not the greatest football team in the history of college football in 2019. And and the reason why it was now there's been some other teams that's had similar success in regards to stats and things of that nature. But when you looked at that team, that team stepped on the field with anybody, and there was no doubt they were going to win, right? Yeah. And, and the way that they won, how they won was just magical, and there's no other team that's ever done it like that. And um, So you got to give them the credit on that. Um, and then, you know, you go to the, the, the things that kind of, you know, that's going to stain his legacy a little bit. It, it goes to, you know, the off-the-field stuff that, that's happened in the past couple, three or four years, um, how he's handled that. Um, him, you know, the off-the-field stuff with the, with the players is what I'm talking about now. But then you go to some of the off-the-field antics that he's had personally. Um and, you know, and they are what they are. We're all human. We all make mistakes, and it is what it is, right? And uh, he's owned up to every last one of it, all of it, from my understanding. And, um, and you know, the, the, the other thing, in, in my opinion, that, that really hurt him was the fact that he just could not, could not shake back from the loss of Joe Brady and Steve Ensmick. I, I just, just whatever that combination, as well as the loss of Dave Aranda. So we got to make sure we add that into it, too. So, after the 2019, you lose 20, 30 players to the NFL, all really great players that are all succeeding right now in the NFL. You lose two of the greatest or three of the, the best coordinators and co-coordinators out there offensively and defensively, and then you could never really find that magic again with anybody else. Now, you know, I think he made the wrong hire when he hired um, uh, what's his defensive coordinator last year. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini. I just thought that I didn't think that was the right hire from the beginning. Um, and then, you know, Coach Innsminger tried to do it pretty much alone. And then with the help of the Scott Lenahan last year, that was not the right combination. And then this year you're going to, you know, Jake Peets and, and, and the defense coordinator.
coordinator that we have today, he who actually has been getting better. The defensive coordinator has been getting better and better every every week in understanding his his the guys he has and how to put them in the best situation. Um, so in those to me that would be the downfalls of his or stains on his legacy. But you know, and that's how I would sum up his legacy. And like I said, definitely start with just being the, embodying the the just the the, the 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 person that you think of when you think of LSU football in Louisiana. It's him and his love for the community, his love for the university, his love for Louisiana, his love for football, his love for kids, his you know his his love to 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 try to get the best out of these kids and to make those kids better than what they were when they came in. Yeah, I'll sum it up like this, Herb. I agree with what you said about the national championship season. It was magical, and there was no doubt. And they were they handed out beatdowns, name your score kind of games. Okay, and. It was the greatest season in college football history. And look what they did. Knocked off, I think, seven out of the ten opponents they played that year. Or seven, yeah, I think they had seven wins against teams that were ranked in the top ten. That, that's what it was. Seven teams they beat that were ranked in the top ten at the time they played them. Here's, it's, I, would, I would equate it to like a shiny piece of jewelry, right? Most of it's sparkling, right? He comes in as the interim guy. He's a local homeboy that, you know, has captivated an opportunity at his dream job. And he sold LSU on that. And at the time, it was Joe Oliva uh, that, that was that was the, uh, the athletic director. And his hiring was panned a little bit. Uh, it wasn't the most popular amongst Tiger fans. But nonetheless, he rallied a team and, and came up with an innovative offense, something that Les Miles was incapable of doing. They won a national title. From there, it was just all downhill from there. And that's what yep. that's what's so disappointing is because at the time, we were thinking, okay, now LSU is on the level of Clemson and Alabama. They expect to do this year in and year out or close to it. And it was a, it was a drastic, drastic fall off. His inability to manage the roster properly um, was, is disturbing. Forget about the stuff that – was alleged or reported because he has shot those down. So have the players that, you know, women were supposedly at practice and that never occurred for me. His legacy is going to be of a national championship winning coach with a stain though of simply, man, you couldn't manage that. You couldn't manage the, 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 the success. That's what he struggled with was handling success. And that's look, Herb, that's in life. And every, everybody has to deal with that. Yep. Uh, it's a big scale for him. It's success at a, at a larger level. But that's hard to do. You can get caught up in the notoriety, in the attention, and start to think you're kind of invincible. You know, uh, well, I, well, I can get to that tomorrow. Or I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, it's human nature to sit there and go, hey, I just want a national title. I can, I can uh, slack off a bit, quite frankly. And it's more... That's more likely than what Nick Saban has done in Alabama and Dabo has done and for a long time Urban Meyer did. They they were never they were never just their their thirst was never quenched by a national championship. You know? And I think Coach O uh, was was mesmerized by the fact that he's an LSU guy growing up, originally went to LSU, later went to Northwestern State, 
and now he's coaching and won a national title at the school that he has forever loved. And he is a great ambassador for the state. He's a great ambassador for that school. His legacy, his legacy is a good one, but I think it's going to, you know, we tend to remember the more recent, and the more recent hasn't been very good. And I think that's what some fans are going to remember him by. I think if he had gone on to win mo- uh, multiple national titles at LSU, he'd have a statue down there. He'd have a statue down there. I know Joe Burrow will get one. I'm not so sure about Coach O. That's right. I agree. And, and look, it's okay to be human and to go through things. And if, you, if you're going through it, like Coach O has been or which we perceive him to have gone through, this is what you get. You get to be released of your duties, and you move on, take care of yourself, and you come back and you do even greater things, right? So it's okay. That's, I mean, it is what it is. He, he brought us a championship. And each of the last three coaches that we've had brought us championships. Yeah. And what can we ask more of our coaches? Um, maybe. But the realistically speaking is, hey, I mean, we've been really lucky as a fan base to have Nick Saban, Les Miles, and Ed Ogeron bring us championships, multiple championships. And uh, and it's just it's a wonderful thing, and it's okay. So now the next guy that comes in has big shoes to fill or create his own legacy. Um, and especially if you're a $100 million man, the fans are really going to be ex- expecting you to be huh. the kit and caboodle of it all, right, at the end of the day. Yeah. Herb, I don't feel sorry for Coach O whatsoever. I no. give you $17 million uh, <laughs> reasons worth, okay? 17 yeah. million reasons worth of, of, of why I don't feel sorry for Coach O. And in particular, his career is not over. He may coach again somewhere else. He may not. But right. he's gonna. I'm right. sure he's going to write a book. He's probably going to write a book. He's probably going to be asked to make several appearances on TV. He's going to make appearances uh, on campus, paid appearances. And, oh, by the way, <laughs> he might just decide, you know what, I'm going to do this acting thing. You remember him in uh, – in the movie uh, Blind Side, I mean, he was great. So yep. he's got a lot of a lot of options. There's a lot of things he can do. He can make money, Herb, just as a motivational speaker. We know that he does that. He that's the, that was the charm about him is that he could move a team. He could move a team, and you he delivered speeches that guys. I've talked to those players, and they've said, "Man, it, it makes you it makes you want to play the game right now." The night before the game, he delivers a speech, and, and you're ready to play right right then and there. So. You know, he's got he's got a lot of other abilities, and again, Coach O has made more money. Think about this. Coach, we all think about we all know about Bobby Abear. He's got a little scratch too, but Coach O made more money than Bobby. So, just just throwing that out there. I wouldn't I wouldn't be too sorry. I wouldn't feel too sorry for Coach O. That's uh, right. He had his he had his run. He won a national title, fulfilled his dream. Now it's time to move on, and I'm sure he'll pop up somewhere at some point on TV or. Uh, on appearance, he'll be around. That's for sure. He's going to be just fine. Um, he had his, like you said, he had his dream job, had his opportunity. Not only did he have it, he did it. Like he did it, did it. He actually won a championship, right? And he literally did it with the best team ever. And, and guess so, what? Yeah, you know, I'm grateful for him. You know, I really am. Nobody can ever take that away from no. him. Ever. No, no. no matter how. And look, 
I, I, I was highly critical of him the last – well, really, last year I gave him a pass because it was yep. a year after the national title, and then yep. it was COVID as well. I've been critical of him this year, but the bottom line is that he can he could come back at me and say, hey, I'm still a national championship coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's right. nothing there's nothing nobody can say to argue differently because right. he is. That's right. And that's something and, that he can uh, – he can say for the rest of his life. Yep, yep. With, without a doubt, you know, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He literally won it straight up. All beat right, we'll step away and come teams. back. Yep. I'm sorry, Herb, go ahead. No, nah, you're just saying beat the best teams to get there, and he did it without a doubt. He surely did. Jeff Palermo is next when we return. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, amfm.com, and the Odyssey app, Herb Tyler. Christian Garrick, and we welcome in now WWL.com columnist Jeff Palermo getting you set for LSU and Texas A&M this evening in Death Valley. And Jeff, Herb and I were just talking, what do you think Coach O's legacy will end up being? Well, I think the 2019 season and a Louisiana guy who a lot of people kind of gave up on as far as being a head coach got another opportunity and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't waste that opportunity. Um, you know, th- there's going to be some that say that I don't want to say he lucked into it, but a lot of people are going to credit Joe Burrow and, and Joe Brady. And, um, but he, he still went out and his staff still helped develop guys like Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall. Um, he helped recruit those guys. And you know, Clyde Edwards Elair, uh, he had faith in, in, in him. And uh, he made sure Dave Aranda stuck around. So I think you got to give Coach O a lot of credit for it. Uh, but I think it's also going to be kind of a lesson of here's a guy that got to the top, didn't know how to handle success, and it was not a, a graceful fall. Yeah. That that's a that's a great way to sum it up. Um, that's that's where I, Herb and I were talking about is Jeff. The, the success thing is gonna is gonna stick with them not being able to handle it. But man, there's not a lot of humans that could handle that kind of success. I mean, it, 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 I guess what I'm saying is it's easy to understand the fall because that's hard. I mean, we we, you know, we as humans have a hard time ha- handling success. In general, you tend to buy into your own success. Nick Saban never does. Urban Meyer never right. did. So, you know, it, it's it's rare. I, I can understand the fall. I really I really can. Because some fans might be going, how did that happen? How could you do that? Well, it's, it's, it's pretty easy, to be quite frank with you. We've seen it in every profession, not just coaching. Yeah, Nick Saban's a rare, rare bird, right? I mean, he wins a national championship. 12 hours, 16 hours later, he's on the phone with recruits and developing game plans for the following season. I thought Coach O would be able to handle a little bit better because you had the pandemic come in at March. And so instead of having your traditional summer of kind of traveling the state and everybody patting on the back telling you how good you were, you didn't really have that kind of that that off season that you normally have coming off a national championship. I mean, it, <laughs> we were all kind of separated and doing our own little things, and 
he, you know, you would think you have more time on your hands and that he would have kind of stuck to the grindstone, but obviously he, his direction went a, he took it a different direction during that time. So I kind of thought not to say that, you know, anybody wishes to have the pandemic, but I thought, you know, here's something you could take a positive on. Uh, LSU will be you know, a little bit more determined. Uh, you're, you're not nobody. You're not going around, and everybody's telling you anything. But what ended up happening, I think, with the pandemic is he lost touch with the program. He lost touch with the players. He wasn't able to connect with them. And I think he he also just took it for granted that 2019 would happen again. And 2019 was a, a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, 2009 for the Saints was a kind of a once in a lifetime type of thing. Not to say that the Saints won't ever win a Super Bowl, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's what hard he did, championships. What he did is hard, hard incredibly hard. Yeah, yeah, right. I I always point to uh, you know the Green Bay Packers have had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right, huh. in, in over a 30 year period now, and they've just won two Super Bowls. I mean. Two quarterbacks that you can easily put into the top five of any discussion of best quarterbacks ever to play. They've won just two Super Bowl, Super Bowls between the two of them. It's just he, the success he got. He just thought that that would happen again. And I got to be honest with you, I, you know, to a certain extent, you know, Paul Maneri and John Brady, I thought, kind of fell into that same trap. You know, Maneri wins the national championship in two thousand nine and takes the foot off the pedal a little bit. Uh, two, two years later, they don't even make the NCAA tournament. John Brady takes the Tigers to the Final Four in a magical run in 05-06. And then you kind of think, well, that, well, that, I can duplicate that. That can happen again. And then it, sometimes it, and then it, you find out it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to, to you, you take the foot off the gas pedal and other teams, other programs pass you up really quickly because there's a lot of coaches out there very determined. Yeah. Uh, to to build winners, you're not the only one out there. Jeff, what do you think of the potential of Lincoln Riley being uh, the next head football coach at LSU? To me, that seems like the the biggest possibility at the moment. I mean, you really just have to kind of look at it as uh, j- just looking at how everything has developed. Uh, James Franklin, Mel Tucker, Dave Aranda have all received contract extensions or in a process of getting contract extensions. It doesn't seem like uh, Billy Napier is coming to LSU. That seems to be more of a, a Florida thing. So if you don't get Lincoln Riley, who has not had a very strong denial about going to another school, um, where do you really go from there? Unless there is just some candidate out there in, in, in left field that we don't even know about. But it just seems that uh, based on how, you know, Scott Woodward has kept us to the, close to the vest as much as he's had, it, it just seems to me that, you know, if Oklahoma's regular season comes to an end here tonight and they're not playing in the Big 12 championship, I would think Scott Woodward on Sunday is having a long discussion with Lincoln Riley about becoming the next head coach at LSU and, Maybe most of the deal has already been done. No inside information, but it's just kind of the way the landscape, if you gauge what's happening out there, that seems to be the biggest, the, the most likelihood uh, as far as the domino goes. I, I I don't really buy into the whole Mark Stoops from K- Kentucky and, and that kind of stuff. I just, 
I can't imagine Scott Woodward going up there at the podium, and then here, here's Coach Stoops at Kentucky, you know, who, no. uh, you know, won that eight or nine games. I don't even know if they ever won nine games a year or nine games in a season at Kentucky. That's an agent leak in that. Jeff, that's an agent leak in that. That's a problem with, with, with what, we're, what we're dealing with is there's been so many leaks from agents trying to get their guys' extensions. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. So, and – so I think uh, I think it's got to, it's it seems to be Lincoln Riley. It, it seems to be that's the guy, and um, you know unless Lincoln is really considering a job for the NFL, to me this how is he going to turn down twelve or fourteen million dollars? And then what does Oklahoma? I'm talking twelve, fourteen million a year, of course. I mean, is is Oklahoma ready to penny up to to go out and get somebody else, or do they kind of feel like it's it's established there and? They can find another young coach and kind of duplicate what, you know, Lincoln Riley and Bob Stoops have, have done already there in, in Oklahoma. So, interesting. It's just uh, – uh, but I, 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 to me, if uh, right now I feel Lincoln Riley is going to be the next head coach at LSU unless you know, Oklahoma comes up and uh, gets him or Lincoln says, you know what, Scott, I really want a job in the NFL. I know there's going to be six, seven openings this year, and I, I want to really take a look at that. Yeah, that's the other fear you might have if you do hire him is how long do you have him before he does go to the NFL? Yeah, you know, I talked to Chris Lowe. I, I asked uh, Chris Lowe with ESPN about that same thing. And I guess the way you got to look at it as a fan is kind of the same way you look at it at, as for Ed Orgeron. Yeah, the last two seasons have been miserable. But are you glad that you had 2019? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, right. would, you, would you just rather have nine and ten win seasons for the next ten years with Ed Orgeron, and, uh, you know, maybe you're playing an SEC championship game, or would you rather have 2019 and then just two crummy seasons and you turn the page? I think 99.95% of LSU fans would say, give me the 2019 season, and I'll take what happened the next two years afterwards. So I think you just uh, – I, I just think, uh, yeah, I think if Lincoln Riley is here, it's Nick Saban all over again, and the fact that every year – come December and January, you're going to have rumors of him potentially becoming an NFL coach. But if he delivers a national championship in a three, four year period, you take it and then you move on to another coach. And then you, and, and the hiring process, then Christian becomes uh, almost that much easier because he could sit here and say, Hey, the last four coaches at LSU have won a national championship. I mean, any yeah, coach yeah. that's going to take the job, if it is post Lincoln Riley or post whoever wins a national championship, they're going to jump at it. Yeah, they sure will. Uh, it's a great, it's a great thing to have on on your university and your program's resume as the national championship coaches. And look, if Lincoln, if if he's the guy and he ends up coming here, how long do you think it is, Jeff, before he can get it back humming? Now, how far away are they? Do you think? Well, I, I mean, I, I look at it as in 2017, LSU lost to Troy and hit rock bottom two years later they win a national championship now a lot of you know the the the, the joe burrow was the key right (laughs) i mean joe burrow was the key to that to that whole part if they don't get joe burrow i don't know i you know maybe maybe obviously 2019 might not happen you know there's that that possibility but that just kind of shows you that there's plenty of talent here uh this is a team that nearly beat alabama uh, should have beat Arkansas, 
Um, you, you look at all these games, Christian, could have beaten UCLA. I know your record is what your record is, but it's not – You know, obviously they got shellacked when they played Ole Miss in Kentucky. They just – uh, they 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 weren't they weren't ready to play those games and and, and they got smoked in those two contests. But uh, they've been in there. They they've been battling with a with a roster and they're down to the two guys, number two guys and number three guys on the depth chart, and they're still competing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you got if you can get the quarterback position right, and you're going to have options, you're going to have the transfer portal. You got Max Johnson. You got Garrett Nussmeyer here. You got Walker Howard, who uh, is most likely signing here. Um, there's other good sophomore, uh, you know, I saw a really good sophomore quarterback last night for, for Lafayette, uh, Christian, uh, Jawan Johnson. There, there's yep. all of a sudden there's this pipeline of quarterbacks coming through the state of Louisiana. So if you can, you know, you're going to get the wide receivers, you're, you're going to get the DBs. You, you've had great linebackers here. You, you make sure you're solid on the, on the offensive and defensive lines. And if you, you figure out the quarterback position pretty quickly, uh, you're right back in this thing. And I, and to me, and hopefully 2021 also is a sign in college football that parity is here a little bit, right? That <laughs> Alabama is no longer this juggernaut team that's untouchable. Yeah, Georgia's having their season this year, but it's, it's, there's a possibility. I don't think Georgia's about ready to go on this run of uh, a similar run to where it, that Alabama has just gone in. I, I don't think that can ever be duplicated. So it, this 2021 season for Georgia might be much like the 2019 season for LSU. Very well could be. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist. Jeff, thanks so much for the time. Thank you, Jeff. All right, guys, thanks. All right, this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. We find Carl. Go ahead, Carl. You're on WWL. Hey, guys. I, I just want to say on Coach O's uh, legacy yeah. that um, I think it remains to be seen. He is the ultimate, like, home guy, like you said, from Louisiana to go to LSU and win a national championship. If all the stuff that went on sort of, like, just disappears, um, I know really ESPN doesn't really go too hard on the SEC. I know they beat up on Urban Meyer pretty bad. And, um, I mean, if those people, you got people out there with lawsuits, you got people out there who said that they were – mishandled by different players no one helped him if that doesn't like blow up i think his legacy will be great but i think he you know he's still handling it pretty well now if those people start coming out and really stirring up some things it, it, it could sort of blemish it somewhat I would even though it called. wasn't all, all him it was really less miles doing a lot of that and look carl that what you're talking about we we also think is a part of you know why they made the decision to let him go because that's still ongoing, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. So they're trying to move on from that as well, you know? And yeah, try to I, I think it's, you know, possible. I think a lot of it's the media, you know? I mean, yeah. they they how hard they go after people, how they, you know, want to really hit on one person versus the other. And like I say, if that sort of passes over, but, I mean, he, he was a – he is a Louisiana guy, so – you think in that respect you're, you're proud of your own. Carl, thanks for the That's phone right. call. All right, we'll step away and come back and wrap up the Gulf Coast Bank and, Tru- Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating show here on WWL. All right, Herb, last one of the season. Can't believe it's the last show already unless they make right. a bowl game. Um, right. Break down this matchup. Do you think the LSU ends up winning this game? Look, I mean, the numbers show, and I'm not talking about the records, but I'm talking about the numbers head-to-head. Let's just say 
you know, with Max Johnson, he's got more passing yards than um, uh, I can never get Texas A&M's quarterback names right for nothing. I just something about him. Uh, what is it? Kelzada is his name. Close enough. And uh, so Kelzada's at 1,943 yards passing total for the season. Max Johnson is at 2,500. So Max, you know, he, he's got more passing yards. His his passer rating is better. His you know, his percentage is better. He's got more touchdowns. He's got less intercepts. The only thing that Max has more than Calzada has is he's got more. He's been sacked more times. So I think if you look at head-to-head quarterback, it, it seems as though we have the better quarterback. Um, you know, the running back situation, um, their running back has about 60 more yards than Ty, you know, Ty Davis-Price does. And I'm looking for Ty to, to get over that 1,000-yard mark tonight. That would be something good. Jack Besh actually has an opportunity to end the season as the top rated or the, the top receiving um, receiver for LSU this season. So I'm looking forward to that. He's about 50 yards shy of Keishon Boutte, who hadn't played in five games or whatever. So um, that's crazy. But ultimately, you know, I think the, the the head coach, the winner of that is Jimbo. He's on it. You know, on that side, he's probably got a little bit better situation with Coach O, or better than Coach O. But I also see us playing for pride and playing for Coach O and trying to win that game tonight. So, as I see it, I'm looking at LSU winning this game 24-20. to 20. That's what I see. Um, something like that, 24-21, some, some kind of really close game that LSU pulls it out only because of just pride. And I just think that we just may just play better tonight. That's what That's I am. That's a wrap, Herb. Thank you so much, man. Another great season. Enjoyed it. Uh, we'll, we will enjoy it next year. Because we can actually, in all likelihood, be in front of each other for a change. That's right. Looking forward to it, man. Looking Me forward too. to it. Uh, bless you and your family. I'm Christian Garrick, Simplify. I'm out. Uh, Herb, take us home, baby. Hey, bless you too, brother. Remember, God loves you. I love you. And go Tigers, baby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.